Hello, listener. Hello, listener. <laughs> Welcome back into the podcast zone, the podcast room, the podcast group study room where we just, you know, we rented a room. We're gathering around the table. We're getting our pens and paper out, our laptops. We're getting the whiteboard set up and we're ready to diagram some FPL stuff. School is back in session. School is back in session and we're ready to study. We're ready to study, but we're also ready to teach. Exactly. Like a graduate we're, student. We're student. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. We're graduate students here. We're graduate students of the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what you uh, know us as. Yep. Of course. Your, your friendly neighborhood graduate students of the game. Um, listener, it's wonderful to have you back. Um, it's been a couple weeks, but we're good to, it's good to be back talking about um, the fantasy Premier League. Evan, how was your weekend of watching Premier League? Um, it was a little bit scattered. Um, I didn't really get to watch too, too much. Of course, I watched Everton fail to score another goal. Yeah, that is um, I didn't realize until today that they hadn't scored a goal. Yeah. That's so sad. <laughs> the only team in the league that hasn't scored a goal. And uh, then uh, Burnley and... Burnley and Chef U that have only scored one goal apiece. Yeah, so I think that's right. In great company there. Um, hopefully, we get our first goal uh, against Sheffield United uh, in the coming weeks. But um, no, I didn't really. Uh, I didn't really get to watch too much. Um, but hopefully, I can kind of get back in the routine. It's kind of hard to get back once, like over the summer, you kind of forget that, like, oh yeah, you're gonna have Saturday and Sunday football matches to watch. So, like, you know, I'm used to doing things on the weekend morning, so I've yeah. got to get back into the habit of, like, at least getting one game a day in. Um, but did you were you able to watch anything? Uh, I don't think I watched a game cover to cover, but I watched, like, halves here and there. So I watched, like, half of the Chelsea-Luton game on Friday. I watched half of the Spurs-Bournemouth game, which was, I think, the second half of the game, which was the first one on Saturday. And then I watched... Most of Burnley Villa, um, and then like spots here and there on Newcastle Liverpool. Um, so it was a little bit scattered, but I really enjoyed it. It was kind of a a really strange week. Like teams going down to ten men but still winning. Um yeah. just strange stuff. Yeah, it did feel like an abnormal, like I don't know. It was just kind of odd. Um I mean, I mean, I guess there were a few memorable things, but they weren't like, not that I can remember anything just being incredible. It was like, oh yeah, 10 men, Liverpool, Darwin Nunes comes on and scores two goals and wins. Manchester City score a late one to not not draw against Sheffield United. Um, you know, just kind of things like that where it's like, uh, I don't know, nothing super, super crazy maybe. I guess the Liverpool game was probably the craziest. Yeah, that was pretty wild. The the two Darwin Nunez goals were pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, awesome. So, listeners, uh, what we have in store for you today is, first, we have a special um, CGFPL announcement um, for the uh, <laughs> the youth team that we're sponsoring. Um, <laughs> this, is a, this is our U18s. Um, exactly. Actually, well, U16s. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what age they are. Probably, <laughs> probably honestly, probably like U14s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So, do you want to give wanna, that announcement now? Intro. Uh, yeah, let's give the announcement now. This is real clunky. Um, 
So uh, a member of, of our Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League, uh, Hunter Hawes, um, whose uh, team name is Gotham FC, but Hunter Hawes in the Discord in our fantasy group um, is a teacher in real life um, and teaches for uh, Jackson Central Mary Middle School um, in Jackson, Tennessee. And it's a relatively new school. Uh, it only op opened a couple years ago. And uh, they just, uh, this year, this school year, are introducing a soccer team um, to the school, this middle school. Um, and Hunter has elected to, um, to head that up and is going to be devoting his time to the soccer team this season at, at JCM Middle. And so because it's so relatively new, they also don't have a budget. Um, so they basically gave him a field and said, you do what you want now. We can't give you any money, um, but, you know, you can have a soccer team. So um, it would be really cool if we could help him out buy some equipment. Um, we can, uh, there's an Amazon link that we will share in the Discord, and it will take you to some of the things that Hunter needs for his middle school soccer team. Um, things like soccer balls, water bottles, pennies, um, various things like that. So um, keep that in mind if you're able to, to give and help uh, Hunter. Um, that would be great. You can go through the link. Or if, there, if you think of another way that you might be able to help, if you have equipment that you could maybe get to him in person, um, that would be great too. Um, anything that you think of that might help him, um, feel free to reach out to us. Me and Taylor, feel free to reach out to him directly if you want. Um, but yeah, it would be great if we could uh, raise a little bit of money, get him some equipment, and and watch JCM uh, dominate the middle school. Oh league, my gosh. Whatever, whatever that's called. Uh, yeah, I think this is the... we You and I... Did we talk on air about... Um doing the corporate global sponsorship of a, like of like the league two team oh right yeah 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 did we was maybe that we on could, air maybe we could... or was that off air i can't remember i don't remember i think it was on air uh okay. but maybe it was off air but this may be our first opportunity i'm saying this is yeah our maybe a stepping stone in our sponsorship journey i yeah, don't know if that's if... allowed in junior in junior I, high sports i doubt it is but we should talk to hunter about it and uh <laughs> maybe we could get away with a cheeky a cheeky uh a sleep you know content. what you know what actually um there might be hunter if you're listening um if there ever comes a time to do like ads for any particular thing uh this fantasy i'm already saying it now and you have to hold us to it we will pitch in all of us will pitch in whatever money we can and uh we'll buy an ad uh we'll buy an ad for you if that helps i don't know how those things help honestly yeah honestly i don't, I don't know really understand <laughs> but if you need like a sponsorship or anything like that where we can uh, pitch in as well maybe we can donate some money there for that so i would love uh, one of those like um i don't know if you remember growing up places like uh the one that i can remember distinctly from uh franklin tennessee was la hacienda would always sponsor um, like the local Mexican restaurant would sponsor um, teams at WCSA. And it, when you went into a La Hacienda, they would have like a little plaque that had the the photo, <laughs> the team photo of the team from that year um, as you walk in. Um, and it would be nice to have, you know, in our Fazoli's, for instance, a, a CGFPL oh. plaque of oh, our, no. our sponsored team. Now we have to go buy an actual Fazoli's, Taylor. <laughs> 
You know what we could do? We could just come up with a fake ad. It could just be. It could say Evan and Taylor Spazzoli's. We don't use the logo, and we say and we spell it a little weird. Right. And and we could spot and we could sponsor the jerseys. We could get a sleeve or, you know. I think I think more than the Fazoli's, we should just do a CGFPO. CGFPO. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. But I think on the side, me and you need a Fazoli's. Oh, I I see. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. That's um, we need an actual Fazoli so we can house the team picture every every season. Yeah, I suppose the CGFPL plaque could go in like the CGFPL or the the corporate global break room or something like that. Yeah, this is just getting more into like the best use case for the metaverse. <laughs> we we need <laughs> this we is such need, a good point. I know we need uh, the digital Fazolis that we run oh where we can put gosh. these things. Oh, uh, we need it so bad. Do you imagine though, like in the <laughs> like in the original ad where like all of the really dumb like digital people are sitting around the table? If that was us at a Fazolis, <laughs> I know, I know, it's incredible. Um. But I don't know that that's ever going to come true. We'll see. Then we could bring our plus ones in real life or like in digital. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And bring like yeah. A, hum- a homunculus of Jared Bowen with us. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, that would be incredible. Um, wow. Anyway, so, yeah, go go help out Hunter. Uh, go to the link. Buy some Amazon soccer gear for, for the, his middle school soccer team. He needs all the help. We can give him and if you have any other ideas like sponsorships or anything like that hunter or anyone else in the group if you can come up with some like creative ideas for ways to help him out uh you know even outside of um, buying gear although that is probably the primary thing that we need to help him with if possible so uh, if there are other ways to support him you know we can come up with some more ideas um and hopefully we'll have more information on that in the future yeah you know, I just wanted to give that give that shout out. Now's our now's our chance to really make our make our name in the exactly soccer industry. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, we'll become owners maybe eventually um, <laughs> of JC and Middle School Soccer. Team. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I would love that. That'd be incredible. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so the next thing we have is there are two questions posed on Discord that we wanted to get to before we get into the meat of today's episode which is going to be walking through or briefly talking through um, some of the teams of the new players in the league. Um, but before we do that, we have a little bit of um, Ask Evan. This is the part of the show where I ask Evan two rapid fire questions. And he gives Very me his, straightforward. his rapid fire answer. Um, okay, so, I didn't realize it was going to be rapid fire. So Oh, no, it's not that rapid fire. It's just like... No, it will be. We, it's more rapid fire in the sense that we can't spend this much time on it because we have a lot of other things to do. Yeah, for real. <laughs> that's and we've also got a segment at the end after we go through each team. Oh, that's so, so true. Gosh. Okay. Wow. All right. We'll come to that later. It's a new segment. So listen yeah. to the whole episode and do not skip. We will do know. not do not skip. Um, okay. First, first question. Do you think uh, Malagusto can play himself into a starting role even after James comes back? And this was asked by Spice Knight. Yes. Really? I mean, yeah, it's in the realm of possibility. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think it's Can it? even remotely likely to happen, though? Um, I think James will be first choice when he's fit. But if James is out for a like for several weeks, Gusto gets form. I don't think Potch will want to bring James in just immediately. So I think that, yeah, it's 
definitely in the realm of possibility that he plays in, plays himself into the first team. Um, I will say the most likely scenario is James is just hurt on and off for the whole, entire season, and Gusto yeah. comes in um, probably like half of the games, probably starts half the games, I would guess. Um, yeah. Or maybe even more, I don't know. Um, now, that's just – it's hard to like that kind of question is hard to answer but coming from a fantasy standpoint i would say the question is more geared or why spicer is asking the question is is malo gusto going to be a pick in fantasy and i think yes yeah i think he's a pick i think yeah. while james is hurt he's a pick i think even while uh james is not hurt you could easily binge him like it's not that big of a deal i think he costs he costs 4.0 which is as much as you would be spending oh, yeah. for a guy who doesn't even play exactly right so like like i have branthwaite who's a 4.0 million 4.0 you know everton defender who i think will probably get a lot of starts this season but i mean i would easily rather have gusto <laughs> you know it's yeah. like um so especially if he's going to be like if i don't necessarily need him you know i think he's an easy one to like throw in hope that he starts if he doesn't you can drop him to the bench, whatever you need to do. He's very flexible, but has like huge upside. So, um, I yeah. mean, it's not like he's going to score every week, but yeah, I mean, he's, a, I, he's a defender on a decent team and will probably get some attacking returns. So I think it's just kind of, there's not really too many negatives with it. Yeah. So, yeah. I think in many ways they made the signing in advance of possibly qualifying for the Champions League or the Europa League again this year. Like, cause sure. at that point, it's really important to have, you know, alternatives at key positions, especially for someone like James who gets injured so often. Um, yeah. But this year it's kind of awkward because they're both there and there's no Europe for the other person to play in. Um, so yeah. that's kind of strange. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Our next one, rapid fire. Next Let's one, rapid fire. Um. This is a good rapid fire one. Clean sheets versus scoring opportunities for defenders. So, for example, Estupinian has one goal and two assists, but is up against Newcastle. Tarkovsky hasn't kept a clean sheet yet, but is up against Sheffield United. Just as an example, but in general, you know, clean sheets is versus this, attacking ops. Um, I'm I'm not looking at the question. Is this geared more towards um, is this geared more towards who to play or who to like transfer in which one is it um it's unclear to me i would i would think probably let's go with who to play because that's probably the more general question like if you've got someone who on your bench who maybe is um has a little bit more tacking threat is playing against a weaker team um like in estupinion but or i'm sorry has more attacking threat but is playing against a stronger team like newcastle um, versus someone who has less attacking threat but is playing against a weaker team. This is really tough. Um, without getting – so I think maybe let's first look at it from a theoretical point of view, and then we can get into, like, a Estupinian or someone else specifically. Um, just in general, I think if you're trying to choose between, like, an attacking – an attacking-minded defender going against a good team versus um, maybe a more defensively-minded defender against a worse team. I think I would just go with assuming you have assuming the worst, the less attacking person 
less attacking defender is like someone you want to start and you're okay with starting, then I say just go that route. Yeah. Um, but it's very tough. I, I, yeah. I don't know. It's like, it really is like just flip a coin, honestly. Um, yeah. I think it's really tough. I think with Estupignon, though, I think you probably just keep playing Estupignon instead of anyone who anyone else that would. Did they? Uh, did Jeff mention uh, who the other one he was that he was considering? Oh, uh, I think it was Newcastle. Well, no, Estupignon versus was it oh, Estupignon Tar- versus anyone? I think it was Tarkovsky. Oh well, that's I mean, easy. That's easy <laughs> right. to play Estupignon. Right. Um, but Everton it, is like, maybe not it, the best, but but say say it wasn't Tarkovsky, even, say it was like uh, I don't know, um, Palace, someone who plays for like Villa, yeah, or Palace or someone like that, like Mark Gahey versus Sheffield United or something, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that's that's really really tough. Um, play both if you can. Um, I don't know. I, it really is like I said, a flip of a coin. I I can see the case for both sides, um, but if you had to like. Had to pick one between attacking threat and I mean, there's just so many factors, man. It's yeah. it's a very good question. It's just incredibly nuanced, um, and I think those types of I I like thinking about the theoretical and like bigger like kind of bigger questions, but sometimes it's really difficult without actually thinking about okay, who is it specifically that I'm comparing against? Yeah. So I think that is probably. I would say the specifics are probably more important in the decision than the bigger picture. Yeah. Um, because that, it, in terms of that specific scenario, um, with Brighton, I would say you probably just play a Stupignon. He's attacking, and they have a, they're not the best at like maybe keeping clean sheets, but they're like a good team. So there's all, I mean, they will keep some cleans this season. So I think you just play, I think you just play a Stupignon. Um, but I don't know that there's that many other attacking-minded defenders other than maybe Chilwell, Reese James, um, and Estupignon that I would play over, like, a defensive, a sound defensively-minded defender. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think your point about it being really case-specific is is important. Um, because it's, yeah, it's rarely going to be the case that in your own mind, those two are evenly matched. I think it's some, sometimes just comes down to how you feel about those teams. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Do you want to, want to talk about the new teams in the league, the newcomers? Yeah, we're going to, let's uh, just take, we're going to do like maybe, I don't know, anywhere from three to five minutes max to try to just take a quick glance. What do we see? Um, talk real briefly about the teams and this will be uh, the teams as they were in game week three. So obviously there will be changes moving forward. You may have already made changes. So just know that we're going based off game week three teams. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll, we're, let's talk about all the newcomers. We'll go in reverse alphabetical order um, to get to show some love to the people with um, with Z as their name. And so <laughs> we'll start with uh, we'll start with Zach Wolf. Um, and so let's pull up Zach's team. And where is it? He's he's up towards the top, huh? He's in fifth. Yeah, he's in fifth place right now. Um, yeah, and so our, our emphasis in these little discussions will be on the differentials, like who we see as differentials in these teams, um, what sets them apart from the other teams. Um, 
and yeah, it's not going to be in-depth analysis. It's more going to be a gut reaction, like our just what strikes us as we are initially looking. And as I'm looking at Zach's team, um, I'm seeing uh, some very interesting defensive choices. Um, so yeah. in defense, he has starting this past week, he had um, uh, Anthony Robinson, Ezri Kanza, and Fabian Shar share. Um, and that's because he had a Kanji, but a Kanji was sick. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Like, I don't, I think I mentioned this when he showed his team originally in Discord. I don't think I've, I, I would be surprised if very many other people had Jedi Robinson in their teams. Um, <laughs> which is, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's an amazing player, honestly. Fulham are, are in a weird spot right now, I think. Um, but he's a great player and very attacking, very fast. Yeah, those are very, very interesting defensive options. Um, the one that I wanted to point out was um, had Darwin for his brace. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's had Darwin this whole time. Let's look. Um, yeah, had him game week two. Uh, had him game week one. So he's he's nice. a big Darwin uh, proponent, big uh, Darwin backer. So, um, yeah, I think that could be that could prove to be a pretty interesting pick ahead of the game on that. Because I think a lot of people will be bringing Darwin in, um, but at the same time, um, I think it's still up in the air as to whether we like how many minutes he gets, how many starts he gets. Um, but I think that that's a pretty fun differential pick with with obviously some pretty big upside, especially if it looks like he might cement his place in that uh, front three at Liverpool, um, whose deep whose attack is still pretty good regardless of the overall. Um, look of the team uh yeah that could be I, I really like that um i think that's a very very good interesting pick um and probably one of the reasons that he's he's in fifth place like with picks like that um yeah. to get to provide some diff uh, like other points than um what everyone else is getting so. he's also got uh last year's darling leon bailey on the bench um which is interesting um because I mean, Leon Bailey scored 14 points against. He got 14 FPL points against Everton last week, right? Um, oh, I don't know. He, <laughs> I, I he, tuned out of that game because <laughs> he scored at least one. Um, yeah, he scored and got an assist last week. He didn't play this week for some no. reason. I'm not sure why. Interesting. And um, uh, Zach didn't have him. Zach didn't have him last week, so he must have brought him in. Yeah, um, I think he did. Um, but I remember watching their game, game week one. I think it was against Newcastle um and he didn't i don't think he returned in that game but he looked really good i thought um and i was like oh that's interesting i i kind of thought leon bailey was gonna um kind of fall by the wayside a little bit as that villa team developed but he seems to be developing with them so that could be interesting going forward too yeah yeah definitely and just to kind of round it out um obviously some differentials in the back we've got darwin and then leon bailey but um i think just to point out obviously he's got holland i think everyone's got holland at this point um but has a pretty standard midfield um as far as maybe what other people are looking at and i think that midfield is a good anchor to kind of keep him in and around like the points that everyone else is getting and then piecing together these differentials and that's honestly the kind of bigger picture like uh, that's kind of how i see the game is like trying to collect like the best players because um, typically everyone is collecting the best players um, over the course of the season. And so you're going to have a lot of shared, but then having those like 
three or four differential picks can really like if you rise to the top but yeah like pretty pretty standard midfield of odegaard rashford matoma saka um so i would say that's pretty good but i think just kind of teaser i think that midfield like the kind of general meta midfield between with those four and maybe a few like maybe three or four other midfield assets i think that's going to get blown apart pretty soon hmm interesting yeah uh more on that later um maybe who knows (laughs) maybe (laughs) let's uh let's go to the next team who's who's up next uh up next is will sloan will sloan let's see in 12th place it looks like haven't got a clue okay 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 interesting um so what what are your what are your first thoughts Oh, interesting. Got a uh, front two of Holland and Alvarez. I know. I uh, love that. I've I've like toyed with that idea so many times. I think that's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I think that is a lot of fun, especially with some of the forward picks like João Pedro and uh, some of them kind of like falling off maybe and not as attractive. Um, there's like less picks up at the top. So I think Alvarez is a fun punt um, and could really pay off. Now, I didn't do anything this week against Sheffield United, but it seems like uh, let's take a look at uh, Julian Alvarez's minutes. Did I, I feel like I said something else other than Alvarez? I mean Julian. No, he's he uh, started. He's played all ninety minutes, all three games. Yeah, right. I, I think I actually misspoke his name. I can't remember if I did. Oh, really? Um, oh, I did. I yeah, it. maybe. Um, but yeah, started and played every single minute of their games, which is kind of surprising. But I know. If that continues to happen, I mean, he's he's a really, really good player and very clinical and can score. So I, I really like that pick. I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah, and he's at a price point because he's like 6.5 or something like that, Um, where I think that's what he costs. Where is his? Yeah, yeah 6.6. Let's see what is um, 6. He costs 6.6. So he's at a price point where if it does turn out that at, at some point he stops playing, he stops getting starts, then you can very easily swap him out for someone that's not really a yeah. problem yeah definitely what do you what do you like about this team or what do you find interesting? uh i love so the midfield is very interesting so i'm loving having musa diaby in there um for anyone who's watched any villa this season will know musa diaby is pretty central to what they're doing attacking wise he just looks really really good um i really want him in my team in some way um i'm not sure now is exactly the right time for me to bring him in because i think villa's fixtures get a little bit tough coming up um they've got liverpool and they've got crystal palace and then chelsea and then brighton so it's not a great time mm. but it's not the worst time um so i like that he's also got uh sung human and he's got declan rice interestingly um, i wonder if declan came off the bench um, he must have, i think maybe when john stones got injured yeah i don't know who he started with but i think someone probably and maybe Rice was first on the bench or something. Actually, I said that about Anthony Robinson, and he also has Anthony Robinson. <laughs> oh, that's oh, so yeah. funny. The first two people we looked at. Um, some big, <laughs> I think I think they're probably both. What if everyone US... has him but us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's probably the USMNT connection there. Um, yeah. Declan Rice, I, I mean, like, obviously there are probably better picks out there, but as A, a fun shout, and B, as someone who, like, could theoretically score like two goals in a random game. I think that could be quite fun. 
Yeah. I mean, it's again, it's not like the most advisable thing, but it's still, it's like a fun. Pick, I, I would. I mean, I just, I typically just don't go for defensive midfielders. Um, I mean, if you're looking for someone that's going to be dependable and can get you a couple points off the bench, sure. But I also think five point five million for him is kind of pricey. Like, it makes more sense if it's like four point five or five yeah. um, in general. But you never know; that could turn into something. Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. What do you think about the Onana Onana pick? He's got Turner as his backup, which a lot of people do. But so it's pretty. So he's not really going to rotate. I don't think. I think Onana is going to be pretty much the one he starts with. Yeah. Um, and uh, has he has on had Onana this whole time? Yeah. Yeah, he has. Had Onana this whole time. So yes, he has. So, what do you think about the Onana pick? I I don't know. I just feel weird about United defense in general. But I always have, so maybe I'm biased. I think for me, it's less about United's defense this year. It's more just like there are so many cheap starting goalkeepers that for me, it's it, I find it a little bit hard to justify spending even the five million I think that it costs for Onana when I could mm. literally have two starting goalkeepers at four million each um, and save myself two million bucks in the process. Um, uh. Yeah, because like I could have Ariola and Turner, or um, you know, whatever, or uh, is Sanchez, Sanchez and Turner. I can't remember if Fleckin is four point oh. I think he might be four point five. Um, but yeah, I find that a little hard to justify personally. But I am always like pretty cheap in the goalkeeper area, so that's just my proclivity. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Some interesting picks. A lot. A lot more. Um. I would say that uh, I would say Will has a lot more differential picks than yeah. than kind of meta standard ones. Yeah. Um, so that could really pay off, um, but it could also um, be a downfall. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Uh, like a big Sun Human week this week could really shoot him up the right. table. Right. Oh yeah, because not many people have because most people will have like James Madison. I would assume. Right. Um, or or uh, even Richarlison. But we will not get into that debate. <laughs> Heaven forbid. Um, okay, who's next? <laughs> All right, up next is my cousin, Tyler Scruggs. Tyler uh, fellow... Oh, I didn't know he was your cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A wow. fellow Everton supporter. Um, Tyler was a, uh, a former goalkeeper. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, love to see that he's got Pickford. Um, yeah. In in goal starting, uh, rotating with Nick Pope, um, I think for this week, Pickford was probably the right pick because you had Pickford going up against Wolves, mm-hmm. and Pope going up against uh, Liverpool, so Pickford was definitely the right pick there. It just didn't play out. Um, we've had like a rough start, but I don't know. I I think Pickford could come good. Like if 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 we actually can get things together. Um, I think Pickford might actually be a decent keeper shout, um, but it looks like he's doubling up with Tarkowski, Tarkowski too. So, what yeah. do you think about Everton D at the moment? We've we oh. haven't looked great. What do but... I think about Everton's defense? Yeah, I think it's and... uh, shambolic is probably one <laughs> word I would use to describe it. Okay, okay. Are you judging that based on the Aston Villa game or? Uh, yeah, mostly because that's games. the one that I watched. Okay, all um... right. So, so I would say. Yeah, I would say that we haven't looked terrible in defense. 
but we we don't look like we are ready to see a game out. It's like both both. I don't think anyone expected us to keep a clean sheet at Aston Villa. Right. But when you're looking uh, home against Fulham, home against Wolves, like we have a good start to the season. So I can see why Tyler picked Pickford and Tarkovsky um, to start the season. Because honestly, we Fulham look Fulham were terrible that first mm. game week, and some and they just happened to get one. Um, because we kind of lost concentration towards the end of the game, we were pushing for a, a winner. And uh, same thing happened with Wolves. Like it just, just didn't work out. Like I don't know. In another, in another universe, I mean, I feel like I say this all the time about Everton, but in another universe, that could have been two clean sheets, and he could be, he could be really feeling good about that. Um, yeah. So I can, I can see why he picked it. Um, I wonder if he's reconsidering now, though, given, given like. Yeah, we should have kept clean sheets against two of the worst attacking teams in the league, and we didn't. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. I also love the like youth of this team. I love Morgan Gibbs-White being in there. I love Brennan Johnson mm. being in there. Eddie and Ketia. I think Eddie and yeah. Ketia is a great differential because they, I mean, I guess with Jesus back, it's a little bit tricky. I don't know if that's like a person you want to keep long-term if Jesus starts playing more. Um but I think they've looked good with Nketiah in there, honestly. Um, and he's impressed me more this year than he did last year, just in general, eye test-wise. Um, so I'm happy to see that. Yeah, there's lots of fun attacking picks here. Um, with the two, Nottingham Forest, with Johnson and Gibbs-White, you've got a couple of Spurs assets. Um, yeah, can which... I ask, what are what are your predictions for Richarlison for this season? As someone who's um... watched a lot of his of his play i don't do this to me um i don't know like i don't i don't know what's gonna happen i i fear that it's gonna continue like this for a couple more weeks and spurs fans are just gonna be absolutely livid and they'll end up no benching they'll bench him or something Mm. um i don't really know it's kind of hard to tell because Ange is implementing a specific system, so it's possible that Richarlison just doesn't fit into that. Um, I don't want to be over the top. I feel like I, I need to walk back, not really walk back, but maybe offer a little bit more concession to Spicer um, when I came back and said, you know, I defended Richarlison heavily, and I and I still believe all of those things, but I do think he's not playing, you know, he's not playing incredibly well. Um, so I think he still needs to figure some things out. It wouldn't. I wonder if they're gonna like maybe do like a deadline day move for a striker and try to bring someone else in to to play that central role. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm feeling a little iffy on Richarlison now as a fantasy asset and honestly as like a whether or not he fits into Spurs at the moment. So, Man, I don't know. It's I've, been tough for him. It's been real tough for him. Just looking at looking at his game week last week he had maybe the quintessential bad fpl game week because he played attack an attacking role in a team that scored two goals and looked pretty in control but he didn't get any returns he played 59 minutes and he got a yellow card yeah (laughs) yeah it's pretty bad and i will say though i will say though richarlison has the potential to be one of the best fantasy assets this season yeah, what is his I price mean, right now? Um, 
It's six point nine. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So he started at seven. So he's cheap. He's playing um, revert uh, reverse out out of position, meaning he's playing as a forward in real life, but but is a midfielder in fantasy, meaning he gets extra points for goals, one extra point per goal. Um, like all, the recipe is there. It's just yeah. whether or not he can pull it off. Um, and it looks like it looks like Spurs are ready to attack as well. So it's like everything is there. It's just whether or not he can come through. And I think it, I think at this point, um, if you have him, it would be hard to hold on to him. I think. Um, I I mean I wouldn't blame anyone for keeping him for another week, seeing what happens. But I think if you're if you don't have him, I think he's kind of a wait and see, wait until yeah. he picks up form. Um, at least that's kind of kind of how I'm thinking about it. But um, lots of dynamic attacking options in Tyler's team for sure. Yeah. All right, who's up next? All right, um, got Jeff Lancaster. That's right. Where's Jeff? Jeffy Jeff. Where Jeff is, is up in sixth place. Up in sixth place. Yep. Up from uh, he <laughs> also was. <laughs> He went from 11th to 6th this week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, another pick for Tarkovsky pair owner. He benched Tarkovsky. Um, but the double the double Chelsea D with Gusto and Chilwell paid off incredibly well this week. Yeah. This is a very solid team. He's got Bruno Fernandez, unfortunately, on the bench for his goal. I think he had a goal Oof. and an assist this week. Um that was a little bit unfortunate, but um, a very stacked midfield with Matoma, Saka, Fernandez, Rashford, Mbuemo. And then uh, Nico Jackson, Holland, and Watkins up top. Wow. I mean, that's like a platonic forward line. Nico Jackson, Holland, and Watkins. Yeah. That's... Hmm. How... Okay. Should we get into... Jeff seems to like some of the big picture hypothetical like theoretical types of things yeah should we get into one of those uh let me ask you this how do you feel because i don't do this but how do you feel about having let's see as for as far as attackers go one two three four five six seven eight eight very startable attackers and you have to bench one every single week Um, i feel great about that i think that's great great about i think that's the way to go like if I could do it, I would. Um, you wouldn't rather like, you wouldn't rather uh, hyper, like kind of concentrate all of the money into seven incredible attackers and have the one coming off the bench be like, eh. I don't think so. Because then you have to get in decisions and you have to like rotate and who do you start? That's that's kind of the thing that I like to avoid. But I can see the benefit of it, especially this season with so many good cheap attackers that you could easily have one like that. Um, I think, I think of those, of those, uh, as you say, eight really startable attackers, one is always going to have a really bad fixture and, um, you're gonna like, there will be one that you choose to sit probably like, I would guess most often that would be Mbuemo of the ones that he has, or maybe Watkins. Um, but yeah, I think. Or Rashford, honestly. I, I'm kind of out on Marcus Rashford this year. I don't know why. I just have a feeling. Um, uh, 
but um yeah no i love it i think it's great i think that makes the game really fun too because then you're like it's not just like oh like this is my team you know let's just hope that things go well you, there's a you have a little bit more agency in how you go about things which mm. i like a lot nice cool you're warming me up to the idea also another uh fellow malagusto owner i'm kind of surprised zach didn't have malagusto because i think uh Malagusto came from Leon, I think, and Zach is a big Leon fan. Ah, unless I'm yeah, mistaken. Interesting. Um, so maybe Zach, something to think about. Um, <laughs> okay. Do you want to move on? Uh, yeah. Let's move on to James. James. James Urban. Urban. Wow, we're doing great on time, honestly, Evan. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, "Y'all are going too fast on my team." um yeah that's probably sorry y'all we gotta we gotta go through like seven teams yeah um, well possibly nine um all right so james Irvin, a woe mad if i win one of the awobi puns interesting what do you christian see in romero in defense wow which and a, i mean and I, is this a Luton defender uh yeah is sure that baldock Oh no, Cabore. Oh, Cabore. He said Cabore. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay, Christian Romero. Uh. Uh. Seven points game week one. Six points game week two. Seven points game week three. It's been a good pick wow. for him. Can't yeah. argue with the numbers. I know. Uh. Yeah. Exactly. Because game week more? one, I guess he came off the bench, played for thirteen minutes, and scored a goal, and then has gotten wow. clean sheets in the last two. Yeah, that's really good. Um, more, uh, hold on. Does Christian Romero have more points than, hold on, 20? And 19, yeah. More points than a stupid yawn. Really? Yeah. Okay, so right here's, now, here's, right now. I know. I know that probably won't stay the case this over the course of the season, but here's the thing about a stupid yawn. You mentioned earlier that I think your words are like Brighton will will score or will like be scored against every once in a while. I think they're they're very rarely going to keep clean sheets. Like yeah, even against even against not great teams, I think it's right. unlikely that they're going to keep a clean sheet, and that I worries agree. me a little bit. Um, I know, I mean, Stupinian's still pretty cheap, so he's still someone I want to keep for the foreseeable future. But it it is a worry for me that you know they're probably going to give up like a goal or two a game. I would guess they probably have around. Like ten clean sheets this season, which is not like a ton. Yeah, we, uh, do you th- I don't really know. I would say that's probably high. You think that's high? You think they'll have single? I think stats? I think like more that's like five or six. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think they'll have more than that, surely. But maybe not. Maybe, I don't know. But I mean, the fact that we both think that they won't keep very many cleans. But I thought the same thing about Spurs, and Spurs have kept two cleans already. Yeah, so, that's true. I don't know, like. It'll Spurs be... also haven't really played like great competition yet. Okay, fair. They fair. haven't really played a good team yet. Well, they I played mean... Manchester United when they like and Manchester United is clearly not turning out to be that great. Yeah, that's true. And they played Burn I mean, or Brentford and gave up two goals. So I mean uh Brighton played West Ham, who apparently are the best team in the league, so Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um I gotta say yeah. I gotta say I love the Eze pick. I I love Eze. I know you're a big fan of Eze. 
someone I want in my team. I just like it's hard to fit all the midfielders in, of course. Um, so I'm really jealous when someone has someone that I really like, but am not able to like really jump on them yet, um, or haven't jumped on them yet. So I I love that I love Eze. I think he's going to be um, pretty good this season. Hasn't really done much um, yet, but they've had a pretty tough start. They played Brentford. Arsenal and then Sheffield United. Sheffield United obviously is probably the best pick of that, but then Arsenal and Brentford. Brentford's a tough defense, so it's like I think we'll see more out of Eze coming up. Um, we've got Wolves, Aston Villa, Fulham. So I think Wolves and Fulham are two very very good fixtures, um, and honestly, the Manchester United game after that might also not be too bad. So <laughs> yeah, um, so we'll see. I think I think Eze. Will, I don't know. How are you feeling about Eze right now? In real uh, life and fantasy. In real life, I feel pretty good. I'm not overly optimistic about Crystal Palace's like chances of doing super well this season. I think it'll be, you know, a a thirteenth, fourteenth place finish probably for them. Um, especially with um Elise hurt, although re signing Elise was huge. Um, as opposed to losing him to Chelsea or elsewhere. Um yeah, I mean, for me, they're kind of in a in a neither here nor there. I think they're probably like they're not they're not the Crystal Palace that we saw under Patrick Vieira, who like Brighton shipped a lot of goals, but also scored. Like they were a little bit more free flowing. I don't think they're quite as free flowing nowadays um, under Roy Hodgson's from what I've seen. Um, they're kind of back to a little bit more defensively solid, a little bit more counter attacking. Um, so. So he's not as dynamic to watch this year as he was last year, but that doesn't make him a worse player. It's just a play style thing. Um, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. The, I think in, in terms of James's team, we're really selling or burying the lead, um, which is he has Rodri and uh, <laughs> Rodri in three game weeks scored 13 points. The first game week, three, the second game week and 10 this game week. So those yeah. defensive midfielders, man. Um, yeah, like, I know. Th- this is this is why the the Rice pick was interesting because it's like there is a yeah. world in which that is true for Rice, and yeah. or like there's yeah. a world in which that is true for Enzo Fernandez, or like there is a world sure. like these are all possible. So I think that even if I, they don't score, they could get like some assists, like you know. Yeah. So what I'm what is kind of interesting is like is there a world in the next couple of seasons, FPL seasons where it is not unusual to have a number six in your midfield? Um, I think it, it could be possible. Yeah, I think it could be possible too. I think it will be very, uh, you know, I don't, I think it would be very specific sixes in specific teams, but I do think it is possible. And I think we might be seeing it now. I think people, I think people want that, want to be able to pick someone like uh, Rodri and Declan Rice and feel very good about it being like closer to a premium asset. But um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Rodri, Rodri's got a good shot. Um, yeah. Let me sell you. Let me sell you on Rodri really quickly. Yeah. Rodri plays every minute for the best team by far in the league. Yep. The team that will score the most goals this season. And just sure. by dint of being on the field for 90 minutes in a team that is going to score a lot of goals he will just by luck of the draw most likely be involved in not a lot of those goals, but some of those goals, whether from corners or, you know, balls trickling out of the box and him kind of ricocheting them back in or something like that. 
Um, so I, I think it makes a certain kind of sense. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I could, yeah, I could see a world, I guess, maybe where where I might have him. He's just expensive at this point. He's five point seven already, so like he's already priced rose. Like I don't know how much I'd be willing to spend on him based on that, but I mean, you can, yeah, I can understand the argument. And also another, just thinking about another argument for um, trying to counter my bias against picking DMs is Rodri. It seems like. Rodri scores in games where maybe it's a little bit more um, compact and tight um, mm. and the attackers aren't free-flowing and getting opportunities. And so Rodri's able to push up further because they have the ball the whole time and they're just like trying to cram it down their throats and Rodri just blasts one from outside the box. And if that happens in those types of games, he's likely to be like one of the only goal scorers and maybe get bonus points. If they keep a clean sheet, there's another point. So it's like, yeah, it seems like if he scores, the the upside is big, but there's a chance that he doesn't score for weeks on end. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of one of those. Uh, it's kind of tough, but I can yeah. I can see the case for it for sure. Just the last thing on that point is, uh, it was a very savvy transfer because uh, he transferred Rashford out for Rodri this week. Oh wow! So gained three so. points there. Love it. Um, um, also, props to to benching Jao Pedro. Yeah, I have him in my team. I've <laughs> got to figure out how to get him out. Yeah, big. Well, I don't know now. that I have to. I I don't. I, that's, yeah. that's that's uh, that's um. You can that's just bench being him. Yeah, extreme. But I want I want to move from him to like Alvarez yeah. or someone like that. I think that would be fun. Um, yeah, I think he's. I think he's one of it. the ones. Yeah, well, we may come to our teams later, but he may be one of the ones that I'm thinking about has to go. Um, I haven't looked at my team in, in, in a couple days, actually, critically. But, yeah, he's, he's kind of becoming a problem child. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that Who's was next? James uh, Hunter, our Hunter uh, our very Haas. own coach. Coach Hunter Hawes. Our Haas. very own Coach Hawes. Gotham FC. All right. And, and – um, Newly devoted Brighton supporter. Yep. Love to see all three. Same as same that I have. Estupignon, Matoma, and Jao Pedro. Love to see the Brighton maximalism here. Yeah. I can I always manage to talk myself out of getting Matoma. I don't think I had him at any point last year. And wow. I know. I know. It's so I it's a dumb thing. I don't know why. <laughs> it's something something about like I don't trust wingers who don't take penalties <laughs> like and especially in teams that don't um that have so many attacking options i find it hard to reason myself despite you know his great xg and like the assists that he gets i find it hard to like reason myself into picking him for some reason and i kind of feel the same way with rashford a little bit it's like i find my i find it hard to reason myself into paying nine million for a winger who isn't on penalties it's, we- yeah. it's a weird thing I have. Yeah. Um, so let's. Uh, I there's a lot of these players that that he's picked are ones we've talked about um, in general. So he's got a lot of like kind of common names like Holland, Jean Pedro, Watkins, Rashford, Matoma, Saka, Estupinian. Um But I think with this, I think um, with Hunter, I would like to talk about the bench. He's got Gabrielle and John Stones. Both pretty 
premium defenders, I guess you could say. Um, and probably something that a lot of people have. They have one or both, one or the other or both. So what are you thinking about um, maybe specifically uh, to Hunter's team and then maybe more broadly, like what to do with Gabrielle and, and Stones? Um, because in my opinion, I don't, I don't think he needs to bring them in for other starters. He can drop them down and save a little bit of money because he's already got Alexander Arnold, Ben White, and Estupignon. Um, yeah. So I don't think he necessarily needs that money, but like, what 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 should we do with with those with those players? Um, I wouldn't recommend keeping them. I'd recommend getting rid of them and downgrading to a cheaper defender who's going to start. Um, the The stones one worries me because it often hap- seems to happen that because there are so many interchanging parts at Chelsea or at a uh, Manchester City that. Um, when someone gets injured, as long as they're not like, you know, Holland or De Bruyne or someone like that, and they're out for a while, it takes a while for them to get reintegrated back into the starting 11, even when they're healthy, because by the time they're back healthy, someone else has stepped up and like is playing well in that role. Um, and so then you kind of have to win your spot back. Um, and I could see that happening for him, like, especially with, um, Gvardiol coming into the side, um, I think it could be a little bit difficult for Stones to get back. And then Gabriel, I, I read something today about how part of, or maybe all of the reason why he's been benched is because he's pushing for a move to Saudi, um, oh, which is something yeah. he wants, but the the club I don't think wants. Um, so that could be interesting. And that worries yeah. me a lot. And obviously they're not starting him. So um, yeah, I yeah. would say get rid of both of those players would be my recommendation okay yeah interesting um overall i think it's a pretty solid team for um you know all these teams have been you know pretty good yeah Um, we're seeing a lot of like overlaps but also some like differentials so um yeah i think that's i think there's i think that this is kind of like right around the time where a lot of people do have a lot of the same players, but like I said, I think it's about to like kind of start to blow up and people will start wanting new, new players. Cause yeah. we're getting into like, you know, in the beginning and the, before the season, we were looking at the first three or four game weeks to pick our teams. And now we're kind of past that with international break coming up, people wild carding. I think, I think it's about to start. I think it's about to start turning over um, yeah. and new, new, new people will come into the fold. And teams like Manchester United not playing particularly well will force yeah. people or encourage people to look other places. Um, yeah. And like West Ham playing well is going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, so the I'll just note, just to flag it, I mean, the last three teams we've looked at have all had sixes in the midfield. Yeah, Bruno G in this one. Yeah. Just, I don't know, I'm seeing a trend. I'm seeing a trend. Yeah, I, I'm also seeing a trend. I'm wondering if I should be on it now. Um, <laughs> it's worrying me is what I'm saying. <laughs> Do you have a six in your team? No, I want to now. I want Rodri now, especially. Mm, wow. Interesting. I mean, uh, I will okay. say Rodri makes more sense to me than Bruno. Bruno, I think, costs $5.9 million. Let's uh Before we move on from Hunter, I want to talk about Alexander Arnold. And do you think that he's worth at this point, do you think he's worth the, his price tag? Because he started out at 8, he's now 7.9, he's still expensive. Do you think that he's worth it? 
He's only got four points. Yeah. <laughs> Liver, Liverpool's defense just looks so bad. It's like hard to imagine many clean sheets yeah. coming from there in the near future. So you're basically entirely relying on attacking points at that point. Um, and I don't know. I could see an argument, but I have trouble convincing myself of it. And also, Van Dyke just got a red card, so he's out the next game. Or is he out the next and, three? I don't and Ibrahima Kanate is injured. Yeah, and they don't have the best midfield at the moment. I don't know. That's I think that would be one I think that's probably one place for improvement if I had to tell Hunter. Like between Alexander Arnold, Gabriel, and Stones, like I think you can kind of move some things around, free up some funds, yeah. and you can bring in some more exciting players if you want to upgrade anyone else. Um so just Keep that in mind when things start to shift around over the next few weeks. That might yeah, be a place got, to, to get some money. You've got lots of assets you can liquefy. <laughs> Taylor Hare, the financial advisor. Oh, um, yeah. All right. Should we move on to Andy? I look at this team and I see nothing but assets. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. Oh, Who's next? We've got Andy... Uh, Andy McBroom. That's right. All right. Is he our last new player? Uh, yes. Wow. We have done. We've well. gone through. Yeah, we've gone through pretty quickly. So sorry we didn't get to spend much time on everybody's team, but you know, me and Taylor, we're we only have so much time on our hands. Um, here's a here's a question. Wow. Okay. So lots. There's some unfortunate. He's got. Oh man, the Ming's injury. That's really unfortunate. Um. So I'm I'm seeing lots of things that I like here. I'm seeing Grealish in the midfield, which I'm a big fan of. I think there's a real argument to be made that not enough people are making that Grealish is a better pick than Foden. Um just based on the more consistent minutes. Um you know, we don't have to get into that, but that's just something to throw out there. I like it a lot. Um interesting captaincy. He captained Wisa this week instead of Holland. Um that's very interesting didn't really do too much to be honest um it wasn't like that big of a blow what is what is so is hugo larice still a tottenham player yes (laughs) and they've just they're just not playing him yeah no they're playing vicario or whatever his name is i can't believe they didn't sell him didn't move him on that kind of happened that flew under the radar for me i didn't really realize that switch was happening until i don't know i saw some highlights of something i don't remember yeah yeah um uh is india a united fan i think so yes yeah yeah okay so got wambasaka fernandez rashford that makes sense um some interesting newcastle picks with trippier and anderson um is anderson another another six (laughs) (laughs) no anderson i don't Uh, know what he what position plays he just kind of comes on He's on my, he's like my he doesn't, midfielder. Yeah, he doesn't start, but he comes on sometimes. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Trippier? Uh, Andy's got Trippier and yeah, it's a good was question. a big player, similar to the Alexander Arnold thing, honestly, kind of similar camp, but a different player, different team. What do you think about Trippier? A little bit cheaper um, than yeah. Alexander Arnold, but still yeah. a little pricey. So they, they have a couple of like kind of difficult games coming up so they've got um brighton and uh brentford which are not easy but then they've got um 
Sheffield United and Burnley, then West Ham, and then Crystal Palace, and then um uh Wolves. They've got they've got good fixtures coming up, and that was why personally I wasn't really um interested in him from the beginning of the season was because they mm. started off r- with really rough fixtures yeah um and i had seen that their villa city liverpool get... yeah it's not great yeah i had seen that their fixtures were going to get a little bit easier and so um he's he's on my radar i i have a little cash in the bank and i could see myself making a move from like an estupinion or someone to a trippier at some point mm. maybe um whether or not, I don't know that that'll happen this week. May I think it's probably for me most likely to happen once they their like really good fixtures start. Um, like once they start playing the likes of Wolves and people like that. Um, but yeah, I I don't mind it. Um, I haven't watched much of him play, so I can't speak to his eye test. But just based on last year, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like with Trippier and Grealish, he's got a couple of assets that will be on everyone's radar in the next like three to four weeks over the, ne- yep. over the next three to four weeks. Um, and some other assets that he's got that a lot of other people share, like Wissa, Saka, Fernandez, Rashford, that we'll see how it plays out, but people may be moving on from those. Um, so I don't know. I think, I think he's, uh, I think he's got a good spot to maybe make some gains. Um, with you know with Grealish and Trippier specifically like both of those can like really pop off and get some double digit returns in a couple games and all of a sudden he's shooting up the he's shooting up the league table um so we'll see how that plays out but yeah because the fantastic thing about Trippier is that he takes corners for Newcastle and Newcastle are amazing at corners so it's like yeah, he takes he takes almost all the free kicks, does he not? So like I, I would guess so. Yeah, I I feel like it's only a matter of time before he gets points. Whether or not he ends up being worth the price, we will only be able to determine towards determine towards the end of the season. But um, I think I think Trippier could come into some points pretty soon, like you said, with the fixtures coming up. Although Brighton and Brentford aren't aren't the best; those right. are the next two. But then yeah, after that, it's like a good run of fixtures before Arsenal. So. Um, so between now through the end of October could be could be a decent time to have Trippier. So another pick for donor. All right. I know. Love to see it. All right. Do you want to get to our teams just really quickly? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do ours. Um, I think we got yeah, time. Let's go I basically to... just have one question I want to ask you. So do you want to do mine? Uh, yeah. Let me let me find your team. Oh yeah. Um, let me go ahead and say this because I think Taylor is going to be too humble. Maybe not. Uh, Taylor rose 10 spots uh, between game week two or after game week three um, went from 14th and is now fourth and two points behind me. So a total of 76 points last week in a very mediocre game week. You absolutely blew the doors down. Thank you. And I was not going to be too humble. I was just about to comment on that fact. So Okay, cool. And it was all, I mean, just listen to this. You got Matty Cash, 17, Malagusto, 14, Bruno Fernandez, 12. Hold on one second. Um, I mean, those are, those are pretty, those are pretty good picks. Can you like, just brag on yourself a little bit about Cash and Gusto and, um, any, anything else that you want to brag about there okay. with those picks? I'll, I'll happily brag. Um, so... I feel especially proud of the Matty Cash pick because 
when I was kind of hemming and hawing at the beginning of the season about who I wanted for my fourth, um, my fourth defense defensive slot. Um, uh, I couldn't decide whether I wanted cash or whether I wanted Botman because these were like 4.5 million defenders um, or some other people. And I didn't see any chatter really about Matty Cash, despite him playing really well last season and being kind of a perennial, like almost like an archetypical, like attacking wing back, um, even though he doesn't play for like a, a you know, top four um, Champions League team. Um, and yeah, I just, I felt it. And it didn't work out well for the first two weeks, but it's now paid off. Um, actually, it did work out the second week because I got a clean sheet from him. Um, but uh, um, yeah, I feel good. I feel good about that. Good for you. Um, <laughs> I also took, like a, you, I took a minus four to get. That's to what I was going to ask. So, so who did you? What was your transfers? You took. You made two transfers. You had one free transfer and one that you. Um, and an extra one. So you took a minus four points hit, um, yeah, so, which obviously paid off. So what did you do? So I, um, like Hunter, I had started out the season and I had both Stones and Gabrielle. And so I moved Stones um, to James. This, I think this I mentioned this last episode. I moved Stones to James in a very ill-advised move. Um, this was the week that James got injured and I did it before he got injured. Um and so that was just bad. Um, and so then I was left with two more defenders at that point. Even though I had moved stones, I was still left with two defenders who weren't playing, who were Gabrielle and James. And so I moved from Gabrielle to Akanji and then um, James to Gusto. Um, simply okay. like a, a like for like, because I knew Gusto would probably get the minutes that James wasn't getting. Um and I mean, it still bit me in the ass a little bit because it can't even play, but that that uh, worked out well because it, it meant that because Gusto came points. off the bench. Yeah. Um, so how are how are you feeling about Chilwell, Cash, Gusto, Estupinian, and Akanji? Um, five, I, like five I good. <laughs> I honestly, you're, feel great you're going big at the defense. back, dude. You're going this big at not... the back, which was like, which has all has been the has been like this. Bigfoot that everybody's been thinking about, but it's never worked out. No one's ever been able to catch it, but it seems like it's he not, might be. Here's the thing. It's not really big at the back, though, because Chilwell and Estupiano are both 5.5. Akanji is uh, 5.1, and then Cash mm. is 4.5, and Gusto is 4.0. Mm. So I don't have anyone over 5.5. Or, oh, okay. five, I guess, with the price rises, 5. Point... Actually, Chilwell's not 5.8. Wow. Goodness gracious. Um he started yeah. out of 5.5 so it's yeah. I, it wasn't really big at the back initially but it's kind of grown to be that um the question i want to ask you is about Zhao pedro um, oh this is for your team oh, okay i had one more yeah. i have one more question for you about another player but ask about Zhao pedro okay um so i am trying to get rid of Zhao pedro i think and i could either do like a i have i think 1.2 in the in the bank 1.2 million so I could do that to like a Wisa or someone without having to take a hit. Yeah. Or I could do like Martinelli down to like Mbuemo and then Zhao Pedro up to like Nico Jackson or someone like that. Um, oh, that sounds fun. 
so I, I'm a little bit torn about whether I want to do like the cheap, just like one for one move or whether I want to do something that's a little bit more in, uh, ambitious. Um, first, let me look at what's Brentford's fixtures. Brentford are playing Bournemouth, Newcastle, Everton, Forest. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good, not going to lie. Um, so Wissa would be good. I could also do, I could also do, without having to take a hit, I could do Pedro to Alvarez. Oh my gosh, dude, you have incredible options. That's also good, and I would say Nico Jackson's also a really, really good pick because um, all of these teams have great fixtures. So Chelsea have Forest, Bournemouth, Villa, Fulham, Burnley. Yeah, which so is insane. Forest and Bournemouth is great. Villa is not as good; it's kind of mediocre. Fulham and Burnley are both good, and then City have also a good run of fixtures. They have Fulham, West Ham, which might be a little tricky. Forest. And then Wolves. So I wouldn't worry about... I don't think you can rule anyone out based on fixtures. Mm -hmm. Of those Um, options, what what do you think? I would say don't take a hit. Okay. Because I think those three options that you have are so close. Like, if if you were taking a hit and upgrading to someone that was just so obviously better, then maybe it's worth it. But the person you're taking a hit for is who? Nico Jackson? Yeah. I don't think he's worth it. I don't think he's worth a right. hit yeah. compared to the other ones just because like, I, I I want you to have Nico Jackson at some point and I think you will. I just don't know think I just don't know that now is the time. Yeah, that's fair. If 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 I would just urge a little patience there, I would say go either Alvarez or Wissa and I think you can't go wrong with either one, honestly. I think both of those are very fun picks and good picks. Um and then you'll you'll get Jackson some other time. Fair. What was your question? Oh yeah, so this we can transition because uh, we can transition to my team as well through this. We can yeah. talk about Salah. Um, yeah. We both of us started with Salah. We were the only ones that had Salah in the beginning. I don't know if other people. I don't think anyone else has really brought him in. Maybe there's been a couple of other people that have, but um, I don't think so. How do you how do you feel about Salah, and uh, what are you thinking at the moment? We can kind of just go back and forth, and we can bring up my team. Yeah, um, I mean, I could. I I want to ask you the same question after I answer. Um, but for me personally, I, I feel okay about Salah, honestly. So five points from each of the three first, each of the first three games. Um, so very consistent. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted out of him. Like I wanted, I knew there were all of these like really exciting, cheap midfielders, like, you know, your Madisons and your Matomas and your Grosses and your Rashfords and, um, you know, endless numbers. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't, like, guarantee myself that those would be consistent picks. And I wanted someone who could, who I knew dependably would get me a return most weeks and sometimes, like, really, really return for me and score a lot of points and sure 20 12.5 million is a lot to spend for that consistency but for me at least right now it's still worth it that's all i'm yeah. feeling and and liverpool's attack i'm not worried about it i'm worried about their defense but that doesn't bother me i think exactly their attack is still good what do you think yeah yeah i think i'm right there with you um 
it's, it's this this section of the podcast is just us talking to each other because no one else has solid <laughs> so um yeah and I, congratulating I'm, I'm totally, ourselves on having yeah. solo <laughs> um yeah i think it's great i think he's uh consi- so here's the thing is he the best value in the game probably not um and i don't know that he will be by the end of the season either um but neither neither will holland i mean i don't you know he's 14 million so it's like at the, with them with sala i'm not thinking about am i getting am i getting like a deal for how many points i'm getting i don't really care because like you said i need to get points somehow and so if i have to pay the sticker price for him or pay overpriced for him it doesn't matter because i'm going to get a lot of points from him um and i don't know i think he's just i don't know he's just really consistent and i think you already touched on all the points that i would bring up yeah i'm not worried about him he's definitely not a problem in my team he's like one of the least problematic things about my team like even if i wild card i'm probably keeping him in him and holland are probably staying like unless he gets hurt or something or unless they just fall off a cliff like i think he's just there he's good um and and i think worried about it i think if if um if everyone had sala then maybe you're like okay yeah five point five like five five points a week is not enough for me to justify keeping a 12.5 million midfielder in there if you want that to be like a differential spot for sure yeah but because very few other people have him both in our league and in the game more generally compared to his quality like it to me it just makes all the sense in the world to keep him yeah his ownership is 26.8 percent. that's That's so low that's one of the lowest ever that he's ever had in the last since i guess really since he's like come on the scene in the Premier League like that's crazy uh, wow. yeah I, th- I think it I mean the fact that Salah is a differential this year is is incredible I do think this is this might be the last year that he's like a real quality pick though yeah just based think, on I his so. his age and his reliance on pace and stuff like that do you that. think there's anything to the rumors of him going to Saudi this is honestly, this is very new but... I know honestly I wouldn't be surprised I know me either I'm kind I, of I could totally see him that's going like next year that's like wild card material if he's gone yeah. Do you feel the same way? Like if he's gone, like um, over the international break, if he gets sold, well, no, it has to be before that, doesn't it? It has to be in like the next three days. Oh, I think, right? Is it? Isn't it September first? Yeah, yeah, it is. So that's before the next game week. So if if he goes, <laughs> we have shoot, we have to think about this now. If he goes, we have to wild card, yeah. Well, I guess I we don't, don't have to. We I don't, don't have know. to. You can just downgrade him to someone, and you've got a bunch of money in the bank, and then you're yeah. You're it's good, like, what am right? I going to do with all that money? I don't even know. I, don't I seriously either. don't know what I would well, do. That'll that be money. a different pod because what be I a different literally pod. what I would probably do. The person I want most who I don't have is like James Madison. So literally, what I would probably do is go sell it to Madison. Yeah, have, ooh. I would have at that point ooh. like seven million in the bank. Yeah, what the hell am I going to spend seven? Million? I don't know. I literally but don't know. It comes back to something that. I've said a couple times on the podcast things that and something I've been learning over the last couple of years. Maybe it's unique to the past two seasons, but the best team isn't always the most expensive team. Yeah. So you we may we have so many cheap players this season. 
we won't we don't have to spend all of our money you may have seven million in the bank and win the league like i don't know that's crazy it's very possible it's very i will possible say i don't think i i think it's more likely to me that salah goes either in january or over the summer yeah that makes maybe more sense to me i don't know never know they're offering boatloads of money so he may just want to go but it it like the sad thing is like it kind of like when i heard that i was like oh yeah like I can I don't kind know of see why, that. but I could kind Yeah, of, I could I know. see it. Yeah, well, it's because it's because he's like starting to move past his prime, I think. Yes, And I think that's he's I think like that's it. aging a little bit. He may want to leave the Premier League still on a high. I don't know. I don't And know. on a in on a purely like objective analysis, it probably would be a good move for Liverpool just based on the amount of money Yeah. they would get and based on I don't know. I his don't know age. if it would be. I think it might be a better move to wait. another year so they can properly plan but that's just me Yeah, I don't know. That would be because honestly, that would be so interesting. Just from a yeah narrative perspective, I would I would be really interested to see what happens. to liverpool or to sala to Liverpool. yeah if that yeah were to i happen. to me to me i don't really care if people go to the saudi league i'm done with like i'm not gonna follow them i don't care anymore you Yeah, know yeah, they're um basically in retirement. <laughs> yeah they saudi is becoming the mls Yeah, MLS is more exciting to watch now than ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. MLS is like becoming like a really like fun league to watch, and then Saudi is becoming like a rich version of what the MLS was like ten years ago, <laughs> where they like started bringing in like like these older players that were well past it. Um, Yeah. it's very funny. Um, but anyway, um, is there anything you wanted to ask me about my team? Oh, Not to bring um, it back to me or anything. mm. um, can we talk about Mark Gahey? How are you feeling about Mark Gahey as a, um, a starting defender? I Yeah, mean, because I just you have you have Udogi. Is it Udogi? Udogi, yeah. Udogi on I do the bench. have Udogi. Um, do you think next game week we'll start Udogi over Gahey? That's kind of the thing that I'm thinking maybe. Um because I was kind of surprised that Spurs Spurs defense has been has kept a couple cleans and Palace hasn't really done much. Now Again, Palace hasn't had the easiest start. And they've got Wolves, Villa, and Fulham coming up. So decent fixtures. And they kept they kept a clean against Sheffield United. Easy one, they'll win. They got they only got scored on once against Arsenal and once against Brentford. So their Yeah. defense is still pretty good. I'm telling you, Roy's boys are, are good at defense. Boys, boys, baby. And so they've got Wolves at home. That's not bad. Um, then away at Villa and then home Fulham. So I can see myself start start continuing to start him without thinking about the who who's over who. I think he's a good start, Wolves at home and Fulham at home. And Villa, I could easily drop him. But do I want to replace him with Dogi, who has Burnley away? I could easily... I could easily see myself going one or the other. I just don't know who I would go for. Um, maybe I could bring in a Dogi. You know what? Maybe I drop a Stupignon for a Dogi and put a Stupignon on the bench, but and start a Dogi Gehi. Start both of them. They I could both have good I fixtures. that makes sense. Yeah, but you just know as soon as I, I just know as soon as I drop a Stupignon, he's gonna get like ten points. <laughs> Yeah. That is you know the that is the risk. that's the risk um 
this goes back to this kind of goes back to Jeff's question that started uh, one of the one of the two ask Evan yeah questions. yeah this is honestly this is the question is gay he versus a stupid young that's like the real rubber meets the road version of this question yeah, well, it's Gehi versus a Stupignon versus a Doki, and I have two spots for the three of them. Hmm. And who do I want to start? Um, I don't know. Can I it's tell really you tough. who I would start? Yeah, 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 please. I would start Gehi and Udogi. And is Stupignon first on my bench? Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. That might, be, that might end up being what I do. Because um, I'm not like... I'm almost thinking about now is going to start being the time that people get rid of Brighton or maybe should get rid of Brighton. Um, I don't know, because they've got Newcastle and then United, which is not that bad of a game. Then they've got Bournemouth. Then they've got Villa, which isn't great. They could easily get scored on. Then they've got Liverpool and City, which they could easily get scored on in both of those games. So it's kind of a tough run for cleans, but it's just whether or not they'll attack and he'll get attacking points so i don't know it's tough i did just remember that i heard somewhere that sven botman got injured this week um so they're down a a central defender okay so you're making it harder on me is what you're saying yeah exactly (laughs) thank you yeah that's kind of that's kind of the question that that i need to answer this week i think um and i guess who am i going to transfer out if I don't, if I don't start a stupid yon, should I just go ahead and get rid of him? Is that stupid? Oh, I, that stupid? I think that might be a little <laughs> stupid yon. Um, I think <laughs> it's a stupid yon. <laughs> um, um, I, I guess, I guess Jao Pedro would probably be the one that I get rid yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. would be my my first choice if I were you. Do I have um, anything in the bank? One point one. Anything in the bank? I do have 1.1 million, yeah. So I could, you know, I could just, or I could just save my transfer, put Jao Pedro first on my bench, start Adogi, Gehi, and Okay, that's, that's what you should do. That's actually really good. That's really good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they're, I, yeah, you don't need to have Jao Pedro starting over Just, just, Udogi. just wait. Salah's going to be gone tomorrow. <laughs> Recording on a Monday night. So Salah's going to be gone Tuesday or Wednesday, and then all of that's out the window, and I gotta rethink everything pretty much. Oh Actually, I don't God. know that I, I don't know that I ha- would have to, but I, because I could just do a one for one for Sala, like you said, maybe go to Madison, and then still do the exact same thing. So, you know, because that's yeah. not because Sala isn't like one of those that I'm thinking about, like do a bench or whatever. So, um, hmm. fun, fun, and then Rashford might be on my list too. Yeah, I don't know. United just look awful, dude. I yeah. don't understand. It's they very did. annoying that they've they, that they won against Forest and Wolves because they did not deserve either one. They started off bad last year, if I'm remembering correctly, as well. Yeah, yeah. The first like two or three games were rough. Um, I think they got lucky. Was it last year they got lucky at Brighton and then got destroyed at Brentford? It's yeah, like four I think, nil. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I remember watching that, and it was just incredible to watch that breakdown. It was so oh. much fun. Um, not to like shit all over United, because um, I know we have supporters. But anytime you watch something like that, it's just it's like just mind blowing. Like because I didn't expect it, and like they obviously yeah. were good the rest of the season. Like after that, they kind of started to get it into get it into gear. Um, 
but they're kind of doing the same thing. They just haven't been, they've just barely squeaked it out. So I wonder if that's like a good thing that they're able to win games even when they play bad or if they're due like a battering. Yeah, I you could make an argument either way. Because they're about to play Arsenal. They could get destroyed. Oh. And then they play Brighton, and they could honestly get destroyed in that one. Those too. are both going to be good games, though. I think we'll learn a I lot. I can't wait to watch those. Games. Yeah. yeah. Um, That'll be fun. All right, we have uh, we have one more segment. Before we do that, we'll get to the rest of the teams. Everybody that was in the league last year, we'll do the same thing that we did today, um, probably in a week, like in the next the next pod, essentially, is when we'll do that. So stay tuned for that. Um, and let's move on to the last uh, Yeah. The last this, is, segment. this is us premiering a new segment that is pretty short. I'm going to keep it short and sweet today. Um, but it's called Evan and Taylor's Gripe Time. And it's a time for Evan and Taylor to air gripes. Um, to air little, I'm personally I, calling it the Gripes of Wrath. The Gripes of Wrath. Me. We uh, each have our own name for this segment. <laughs> uh, to air our little petty grievances against the world um, and against the FPL world specifically. Um, and... Today, my petty grievance is I was watching um, some uh, FPL content on YouTube. and Oh, no. I know. I know. <laughs> I got really into it because I was trying to figure out. I was really trying is to figure out. Is it somebody on our list? Oh, no. What have we done? Uh, no, it, this is not like a specific person. This is like an, an overarching like discourse of FPL thing. Um, okay. Uh, because I was trying to, I'm I'm trying to figure out that Jao Pedro situation, and yeah. um, I needed some advice, and uh, I heard there, and I have heard in lots of other places in red, um, the phrase being thrown around that like, okay, so say like at the beginning of a game week, you're like deciding between, I don't know, like Madison and uh, Matoma to start, just as a hypothetical, um. And you're like, oh, should I transfer in uh, Madison or should I transfer in Matoma? And then you're like, okay, well, Madison has like the better XG. And so I'll transfer him in. He comes in and then Matoma has a great game week, the person you didn't bring in, right? And then like there's a a lot of talk, if that happens, um, from people saying like, oh, you made the right decision. It just didn't work out for you. You know, have you ever heard that? Like you made the right decision. Yes. and that's like the language you made the right decision. It's just, uh, it didn't work out. And that is just so, I find that so dumb because it's like, you didn't know you didn't make the right decision. You made the wrong decision. You made a defensible position, uh, decision based on the information that you had, but it wasn't the right decision clearly because the player that you brought in, the other player scored better. Um, and it's this just, yeah. this is getting into a linguistic. This is like the this is just a yeah no I, it's it's a linguistic. It, this is why it's petty because it's yeah. like <laughs> it's, it's very it's like petty. a totally it's a rational decision. It's a defensible posi- uh decision. It's all these things, but it wasn't the right decision. It's just and to me at its base, it's like the inability of us to like say that we made the wrong decision when we were doing it um, when we were making whatever it was. Um... Okay, let me see if I can push back a little bit on this. Because I understand what you're saying. In hindsight, it was the wrong decision because you you brought in a player that had less points than the person, the other person you were considering. Yes. So in that sense, you're wrong. Yes. But if you're thinking about it from 
before because the decision is made before you know that right so but then let it's me not let a, me give you yeah. let me give you a different scenario and okay. maybe we'll it's a little bit more extreme um because there's a, an fpl because okay another person that i that i kind of follow closely um it was when uh, Newcastle and City were playing. So people were moving off of the Holland captaincy, right? Or, or at least a lot of people were considering it. And so this person was like, I'm not going to captain Holland. Who should I pick? They ended up picking Ollie Watkins mm. against Everton. And they won 4-0. 4-0, mm. right? Right. Um, to me, I would say out of, I would say even though Ollie Watkins didn't get any points, that was still the right decision because they correctly assessed the what the game was going to be, um, and it just it just didn't work out for them. But what you're what you're describing is not a right decision. What you're describing is a rational decision based on the information okay. that you have. But that doesn't make it right. What makes it right is the outcome. <laughs> and and in terms of the outcome, it was a wrong decision because this just as you could say. Just as you could say, okay, they correctly assessed that, um, you know, Villa had the good fixtures, that, um, uh, you know, Everton was bad defensively. You could also, by the exact same argument, say they incorrectly assessed how uh, involved Watkins would be in in attacking play. They incorrectly assessed, uh, you know, (laughs) any number of things, because clearly the results bear out that analysis. You know what I mean? So it all comes down to the word wrong. Yes, exactly. And yeah. that's and it's a totally a linguistic quibble. But it's so prevalent that it's like, oh, you made the right decision. When it yeah, it's just not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it's not. <laughs> oh, I love it. We will never say that. If you ever hear me say that, you gotta catch me, Taylor Hare. I might say it. You didn't make the right decision. You made a rational decision. It just didn't you made the most rational decision. Right. Even in in some instances it could be the most rational decision. Um it was just the wrong one. Like if if there are a let's say the lottery was only a hundred tickets and you bought ninety-nine, you could afford ninety-nine, so you bought them. That's the most rational thing to do. But the one that you didn't buy was the winner, so it was still wrong. Yes, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Oh, man, I love how much you're doubling down on this. <laughs> no, Absolutely isn't, isn't love that it. Right, though? Isn't that right? Like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I feel, it's right. I don't, I I don't know what to, I don't know how to use the word right and wrong anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to use defens- defensible and rational. I'll just, I'll be honest, I may, I may end up using the phrase too, just because I'm so accustomed to hearing it, but no, oh, listener, no listener that we I will do. catch if you. I do, you will catch me. And also I will hate myself for doing it. Yep. We'll give you a virtual slap on the wrist. Please do. Uh, okay, cool. I also have, I have a gripe, but I'm going to save it for another time. Um, and it's, it has nothing to do with uh, words. In fact, it has something to do with actions. So. Perfect. Love it. <laughs> Right, hopefully i remember it next time we do it uh on uh so i think that's it for from us today evan do we have anything else no just go go support hunter and his mission to have a middle school soccer team that takes over the world so yeah. go buy some gear for his team um if you can think of other ways we could support him let us know reach out to us reach out to hunter um any support you can give him would be great yeah. 
Listen, if you have ever watched like a a child sports movie from the nineties, you will know this is how. Oh, the, this is the, how uh, the what is the it? Big Green started. Machine. I think it's just called Big Green. Big Green, yeah, Big yeah. Green. I remember watching that. Speaking of uh, my cousin Tyler, uh, we me me and him we, we watched that at uh, at our grandparents' house one time. Oh man, there's the scene where. Uh, the kid is is the goalie and yeah. he has all these like hallucinations of the of the <laughs> team when they're attacking him as like a knights or something like that yeah, <laughs> yeah. i love incredible. that it's all just I... the soccer version of mighty ducks is it not I, and then i guess i, I guess so. kicking and screaming is i feel like all sports stories are all kids sports stories are really the same i've never um, seen kicking and screaming actually oh wow i know uh but big green i should go back and watch that yeah, all I'm Bring saying is that, is that when we when they make the the um you know the blockbuster film out of Hunter's team, which will go on to win state inevitably, you want to be on the side of the Angels. Angels in the outfield. The Angels in the outfield. <laughs> um, all right, listeners, uh, that's it from us today. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. -bye.